0: Everyone loves a good family mystery to reveal a scandalous family secret. You guys, I love getting lost in this world. It's so beautiful and engaging, and I can't wait to unwind at the end of the day on the couch with this game and a cup of tea. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
1: you don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed.
0: everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Murder With My Husband. I'm Peyton Morland,
1: And I'm Garrett Morlin.
0: And he's the husband. And I'm the husband. Thank you so much to everyone who shared on social media this week. We also asked you guys on there uh, what your name should be. Uh, Garrett wants all of his listeners to be called the haters. <laughs> Which I guess would make mine the lovers. Uh, but my favorite suggestions that we got were to call you guys our murder kids or offspring because me and Gare are mom and dad, which I'm just cracking up at. I think that's the funniest thing, but I, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, murder kids does sound a little bad, but I don't know. I mean, I guess this is murder with my husband <laughs> could be murder with my kids.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny.
0: Um, So listen up, murder kids. Garrett and I always play this game of how much money would it take for you to do this? Like, how much money would it take for you to eat a spider? Or how much money would it take for you to sell your favorite materialistic thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, uh, like Garrett has a baby blanket that he slept with. I have a pillow that I've slept with. How much money would it take for you to sell your blanket? Like, is it? Is in any amount of money, like you realistically think how much money would it take for you to sell your blanket and I'll tell you how much money it would take for me to sell my pillow?
1: Um Hmm. That's a good question. I think part of me wants to say nothing, but the other part of me wants to say, I don't know, like ten million dollars.
0: That's it?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's ten million dollars. Oh my gosh. I, I mean-
0: don't think I'd sell my pillow oh i don't know 10 million dollars yeah that's
1: a lot of money that's
0: a lot of money that's
1: a ton of money
0: yeah but i don't know about my pillow though <laughs> yeah like if someone came up to me though and was like twenty thousand dollars for that pillow i'd say no
1: no no, no it would have to be in the millions see for yeah
0: sure. me too that's how much i, I
1: mean it's a lot of money but i don't think I uh, yeah no
0: yeah so um people do weird and even sometimes horrible things for money But in our case today, the real question is, how much money would you kill for? This is the story of Sarah Stern. First, let me give you my sources. ABC has a 2020 on this, uh, abcnews.go.com, distractify.com, theblast.com, heavy.com, and www.chillingcrimes.com. Keep in mind, all of these sources will be linked in our episode notes if you want to check them out. Our case starts in Neptune City, New Jersey, which is a small, sleepy, tight-knit town. Everyone knows everyone type of place. Now, this is not like the Jersey Shore that we watch on MTV with Snooks and Jaywow. It's more of like a suburb place, so don't get in your head that we are, you know, spending our summer on the Jersey Shore. This is more just like in New Jersey, but a suburban place. Okay. On December 3rd, 2016... At 2.45 a.m., a call comes in from an Uber driver who states that a 94 silver four-door Oldsmobile 88 is abandoned on the Route 35 bridge. Also, that was like a mouthful to say that car name. <laughs> it didn't appear to have been in an accident. No one was in it. It was just sitting there on the middle of the bridge, keys in the ignition. Cops dispatch to the bridge and trace back the car to a 96-year-old Lillian Stern, After further investigation, they discover that it was actually Lillian's 19-year-old granddaughter named Sarah Stern who frequently drove the car.
1: 96? Yeah. That's old.
0: Police police (laughs) call Sarah's parents to see if they know where she is. They get in contact with her dad, Michael Stern, who tells them that he had been trying to contact Sarah all night, but he hadn't heard from her the whole night. He was on vacation in Florida and she was at the house alone. Sarah's mom had actually passed away from cancer when she was 13, so she wasn't in the picture. Okay. As things became clear, a possibility that Sarah was missing, the reality sank in. Sarah was well-known in the tight-knit community. Her family was well-known. It was a big deal when people found out that this car belonged to her and no one, not even family, knew where she was. And why was her phone off on a Friday night? Sarah is officially declared missing... With her car left on the bridge, and an investigation immediately starts.
1: Okay, so what year are we in again? 2016. Oh, so fairly recent. Okay, Mm -hmm. I didn't catch that. (laughs) Yeah. So it is kind of strange that her phone's off. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So in the early morning hours of that December 3rd, 2016, police begin looking for any clues as to where Sarah is. They go to Sarah's house at 3 a.m. Because remember, she was missing around Mm 2. And they look around. They use body cams this whole time, which is cool. So you can actually go back and see the footage of of them searching her home. They go in her back door. Her lights are on. And her dog buddy is home in his cage, but she is not there police wake the neighbors up and ask if anybody had seen her or know where she is and i i mean this is kind of cool because this is literally just an hour after they've got the call that she's missing and they've already contacted well figured out who the car belonged to found out it was the granddaughter that usually drove it contacted the parents went to the house woke up the neighbors asked if anyone knew where she was like they've already done so much to search for her and we know that those first hours are vital So one neighbor comes forward and says that Sarah had actually stopped by her house earlier that day. She was dropping off a bin of her deceased mother's belongings to the neighbor's house. Uh, She wanted them in a safe place, so she went and dropped them off. The neighbor didn't think it was suspicious at the time, but now that her car was found pulled off on the side of a bridge, she didn't really know. She doesn't think that Sarah would ever leave her dog Buddy alone with no one to take care of him, but felt like maybe something was wrong with Sarah.
1: That's the first question I was going to ask is about the dog. Yeah. Does she usually let him out? No,
0: all the neighbors were like, this is really like she would never leave him home. Even if, even if she was leaving to go somewhere, like she would have made sure he was taken care of. She wouldn't have left him in his cage.
1: That's so strange because right now it doesn't seem like there's any signs of break-ins though. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay.
0: But all the lights were on in the house. Okay. So the neighbor also mentions that Sarah wasn't alone when she dropped the box off earlier that day. She was with her good friend Liam McCansky. Liam lived just blocks away from Sarah and they had been friends since they were six years old. They met in Sunday school. Liam lived in a mother-in-law apartment that was in the backyard of his mom's house. So it was his mom's house he grew up in. And then there was like a little mother-in-law shack Like
1: a pool house almost. Yes, yes.
0: In the backyard. And he lived in that house, um, because remember, they're like 19, Mm -hmm. um, with his friend Preston, who was also good friends with Sarah.
1: Okay, so they were all three friends.
0: Yep. Preston had actually taken Sarah to her junior prom. Oh, okay. So Sarah, Liam, and Preston, all known to be good friends. There was no romantic interest between any of them. They were all just buddies. At 4 a.m., police go to Liam's house and wake him up. So now they were at Sarah's house. The neighbor says, oh, he came over with Liam. She came over with Liam to drop off the mom stuff. So now they go to Liam's house to say, were you with her? So they go wake him up. He's all groggy in the body cam footage Mm -hmm. because, like I said, you can watch it. Liam says that Sarah and him had hung out that day. They went to Taco Bell, which you can actually see on the Taco Bell security footage from that day, them pulling up through the drive through and ordering. Um, and then they went back to her house to hang out. He tells police that after that, he went to work at 4.30 p.m. and he hadn't heard from her since.
1: I was going to say there's, it's 2016. So there's a lot more cameras, mm-hmm. but it's not now, right? 2020, we're like, everyone Everywhere. has ring cameras uh-huh. and everything. You yeah. can't even, you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay
0: i actually think about that all the time me too
1: i think about I it i so just much. had a
0: dream about it the other night remember i told yeah. you that someone had like broke into our car and i went over to the neighbor's house and was like can you please check your ring yeah and they were like mm, i don't want to get involved and i, was, I woke <laughs> up i was like so mad i was like the neighbors wouldn't check their ring
1: but it's nice everyone on our street i mean even us uh-huh. we, everyone has yeah. ring cameras
0: yeah i have ring cameras so don't plan on breaking into my home okay <laughs> yeah, i had
1: to make sure to sneak that in <laughs> we have a ring camera too and i
0: actually have motion detectors in every room and all of my windows are gigged and all my doors too just because i'm a crazy crime junkie person my wife
1: likes true crime if you guys didn't know that
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i don't want to die in the middle of the night so liam tells police that sarah you know they're like okay so you went to work how was sarah acting and he goes well you know sarah's actually been going through it she doesn't really get along with her dad they fight all the time he says that he thinks sarah was depressed and that she would tell him all the time that she just wanted to quote get away he says she wanted to go to Canada, and she was packing all of her stuff up to go, hence why she was dropping off a bin of her mother's things to the neighbor's house. She was going to run away to Canada. That's okay. why she was getting rid of important things, To like, can you hold these for a while? Mm-hmm. At least that's what Liam thought they were doing when they were dropping the bin off. Uh, Liam interviews... Like cause concern with local p- police because now they are worried that Sarah actually isn't missing, but rather she had committed suicide oh. off the oh. bridge.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say that she ran away.
0: No, well, why was her car abandoned yeah, on the yeah, bridge? Yeah. Okay, so got they it. thought maybe she told Liam she was gonna run away, got all of her stuff in order, and then actually committed suicide because she was depressed, according to Liam. Okay. She had expressed to her friend that she was depressed and had been getting everything in order. Um, Then they find her car abandoned on the bridge. Police start searching the water underneath the bridge. Okay, the river that runs underneath this bridge is called Shark River.
1: Is there sharks?
0: Which... I don't think that makes very much sense.
1: Oh, I just asked a dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) It's Shark River. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. like, maybe
0: my dad lied to me, but every time we went like (laughs) river rafting, he's like, no, there's no way there's sharks in here. Stop freaking out, you little Idaho girl. (laughs) Yeah, so I just think that's ironic.
1: I can't believe I to ask that question. (laughs) Keep going. I'm sorry.
0: I'm keeping it in. (laughs) So they find nothing in the water. The next morning, police go to Liam's house again at ten thirteen a.m. and ask him for more info they're, He's the last person to have seen her alive is what they're assuming because they can't find anyone after that. So they go back to him and ask for more info from earlier that day. They ask him, you know, if she mentioned anything about leaving town that day instead of later on, like she was planning. Um, and in the, the body cam footage, they do start to get like a little stern with him. OK, um, he tells them once again that she was suicidal and wanted to run away, but he has no idea if she left yesterday or where she is. He answered every question that the cops ask him. And in the recording, he really does seem genuine. Keep in mind, I watched a lot of body cam and interrogation footage and Liam is not being sus at all. I'm, like he seems super genuine.
1: Um, I'm surprised he didn't never ask for an attorney or anything.
0: Well, or these are just, they're just going to his house. They haven't even taken him into the station yet. Uh-huh. Just asking him for information, but they do get like a little That's stern with mean. him. So I, I mean, if that was me, I'd instantly be like, mm-hmm. well, but yeah. So the police actually timeline Sarah's whole day with Liam. So they figure out what she did that whole day based off of Liam. A civilian search is started very soon after by family and friends um liam and sarah's father all attend and they just get everyone in the community to go out and search for her police look for surveillance cameras from every w- route that she could have taken from her house to the bridge that night there's no cameras on the route but there's one camera under the bridge that that was over shark river mm-hmm. and one on a railway that was next to the bridge but both cameras actually happened to not be working that day of course This is when police figure out that Sarah Stern's neighbor had a camera that shows the corner of Sarah's house. So they went to all the neighbors and only one of them had security footage and you can see Sarah's driveway house in the corner of it. They go through the security footage and it aligns completely with Liam's version of events for Sarah that day. The only new thing that the camera sees that Liam didn't know about was Sarah's car left her own house at 11.45 p.m., And then somehow ends up on the bridge later that night into the early morning. Yeah, but he
1: was working, so.
0: But, yeah, and they don't see who's driving it. They bring Liam in for an official interview at this point, three days after Sarah went missing. Okay. So I wrote why. Like when I was reading this Uh and looking through it and watching the footage as I was going, they were focusing so much on him in an effort to find sarah but he was so cooperative and in my opinion was not raising any red flags
1: yeah my guess is that they don't have any other leads so the only thing would be to keep questioning he was the
0: last one seen alive yeah or the last one seen with her Mm -hmm. so in this interview liam goes into further detail about sarah he claims that she wasn't in a relationship with him or preston ever but she but he doesn't know if she liked any boys he said that she would get weirdly obsessed with girls, one of them being his ex-girlfriend, like as friends, like you need to call me, you need to come over here, you need to do this. Um, he then asks the cops after they've kind of finished their questions. So if she did jump off that bridge, what are the odds, you know, that she's not just in the ocean by now? So that's what he asks. Like if she jumped off, wouldn't she just be in the ocean by now? Like, why are we still searching the river?
1: Well, I'm kind of confused why he's asking that.
0: Well, so police make a big deal about this question. This is the first weird act that we've seen from Liam. Uh-huh. Uh, like, why Why isn't he asking, what more are we doing to find her? Why is he asking, isn't she just in the ocean by now if she jumped off? Okay, yeah. And, I mean, it's not too alarming to me because, I mean, we just don't. Maybe he is just, like, frustrated with what's the point of searching for my friend If she's probably already in the ocean by now,
1: yeah, I'm also surprised. It's it's
0: a negative outlook.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm also surprised too. This is kind of going back, but that he never got an attorney being questioned so much. But anyways, so
0: so at this point in the interview, Liam's mom contacts their attorney, and so police have to stop the interview because technically he he was over 18, so she couldn't come in and be like, "You can't question my kid without." So once she found out he was getting questioned. She called their attorney and the attorney stopped the interview in the middle. Got so it. You were jumping the gun, you were right there. Okay. Um so they stopped talking to him, but next they turned to his roommate Preston Taylor, who's also her friend to see if he knows anything. So Preston comes in, he tells police that Liam said nothing that seemed out of the ordinary that day. He confirms basically everything Liam had said. Police ask Preston what he thinks happened to Sarah. And he says that he thinks she jumped because of what goes on between her and her dad and all the fighting and police at this point, just do not have a good feeling still about Liam and Preston. So maybe that's why they kept pushing. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it was at this point in this case that police discover that Sarah actually had a safety deposit box at a local bank. Okay. She needed it because when she was going through her mother's things one day, she found a shoebox full of cash. Oh, wow. The cash was old, raggedy, torn up, maybe not even usable. Um, she called her aunt after, who told her that she needed to put it in a safety deposit box at the bank and not tell anyone because it could be dangerous to let people know, you know, that you've found that much money it was so much uh, that she was like, I haven't counted it. Like, I, it would take me too long. I don't know how much is in there. Do
1: you know how much it was? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So Sarah said, okay, I won't tell anyone, but actually I've already told Liam. There was rumors that he was with her when she found when the money. she found the money. Um, but she, either way, she told him or he was with her. She was like, he already knows about it, but he's one of my good friends. So like, we won't tell anyone else. When police find out this info, they go to the bank. They go through the surveillance footage. Turns out that Sarah had actually visited the bank the day that she disappeared. And it was during the time that she was hanging out with Liam. Oh. So he left that out. Yep. That they went to the bank.
1: Isn't that funny how, I mean, I'm sure that that's where all the red flags start coming in. When you Mm -hmm. leave stuff out, they're like. Are you, why, dude? Yeah. Come on! Like, why? Why didn't you just tell us that? So,
0: police confront Liam with the information, and he confirms we did in fact go to the bank while we were together. He says Sarah actually found some money, and she had a lockbox at the bank. He didn't know how much money was in the lockbox, but he said that she told him it was between twenty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Well, it's a lot of money.
0: So, this new information makes cops feel like Sarah wasn't running away because why wouldn't she take the money with her? Yeah. They also had found her passport. And so they were like, we just don't, like, if she was going to Canada, wouldn't she have took her passport to get there? Despite all of this, Sarah's still not found, and cops feel like they've hit a dead end. Seven weeks after Sarah's disappearance, police get a phone call from someone who went to high school with Sarah. Anthony Curry is his name, and he's an aspiring film director who went to high school with Liam Preston and Sarah. Um him and liam anthony and liam didn't get close until junior year but they worked together on films when they did decide to become friends they shot little home videos and liam would act in these videos while anthony directed them um
1: i've got a bad feeling
0: anthony says that on thanksgiving he went to liam's house and liam told him that he had an idea for a horror movie he was like, here's the, here's here's the storyline. We'll kill a girl in the movie. I'll be the actor. So I'll kill the girl in the movie, strangle her. And then I'll just throw her over a bridge.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And Anthony was like, yeah, let's do it. Like that would be a great movie. You know, he just thought it was a movie idea until later that year, he sees on social media that Liam's good friend, Sarah had gone missing and that her car was found oh. on the side of a bridge.
1: This sounds kind of like the, if you guys haven't heard it, the Idaho case that you
0: Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. The Pocatello crazies. Yeah. Yeah. So when Sarah went missing, Liam was constantly texting Anthony every single day asking if they could meet up. I need to talk to you, dude. Meet up with me, dude. I need to talk to you. But Anthony wouldn't text him back because he was scared.
1: Good. Because he knew that
0: she was missing. He was scared he was going to hurt him. So he was just like, I'm butting out. I'm not getting involved. I don't. I don't want to talk to you about whatever yeah. you are to talk to me. About. I'm not texting you back. But then eventually the guilt of like, I think I might know something and I haven't said anything. So he calls police. Um, he tells them what happened on Thanksgiving day when Liam brought that up. And so they're like, here's the deal, Anthony, we're going to rig your car. We're going to bug your car with video and sound. And we're going to set up a sting operation. And oh you text gosh. Liam back and tell him you're willing to talk. And and we'll watch live from a van nearby, just like in the movies, and you see what he has to talk to you about. That
1: would be really scary, like being Anthony. Yeah, so people
0: give Anthony a lot of props for Mm -hmm. doing this because at this point, Anthony thinks that Liam possibly killed her.
1: Because what if he had a gun or who knows and he tries to kill Anthony?
0: So on January 31st, 2017, so keep in mind this is almost two months after she went missing, Anthony meets up with Liam in his bugged car, And you can watch the whole video online. No way. So cops are listening live from the van next door. And as soon as Liam gets in the car, he turns to Anthony. He goes, hey, bro. Yeah. So don't take this the wrong way. No offense, but I've got to fill you up for a wire.
1: Liam said that to Anthony. Yes. What the heck? He goes,
0: don't blame me. I got to. And Anthony's like, yeah, bro, do what you got to do. And he literally leans over and like fills his whole body for a wire.
1: It's so weird that I'm sure Anthony, yeah, bro, do what you got to do. Yeah. He's probably like, what do you mean you got to fill me up for a
0: wire? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So like we all have stuff that stresses us out, right? Whether it's big or small, it can really get to us if we keep it all inside. And therapy is a safe space to just let it all out and figure out how to deal with the stuff that's weighing us down. And I am such a huge advocate for therapy. It truly has changed my life for the better. I could go on and on. I feel like I have the tools now to handle panic attacks or just major stressors in life. And also a safe space to say whatever I need to say to an unbiased party.
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge.
0: So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com husband today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash husband. Taking charge of my health is all about being super conscious of what I fuel my body with. Whether it's food or supplements, I'm constantly on the lookout for the top choices, and that's why I'm stoked to share with all of you, Thorn.
1: fit slash husband code husband. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: So, Anthony, through this interview, okay, and this interview is scary. I, it's not even an interview. This meeting up, this operation in mm-hmm. this car, the video of it is is just like every other video. We talk about completely eerie and uncomfortable to watch. Like, the whole time you're just on edge. Like, I've, I've oh never gosh.
1: watched any of these because I think it would give me the...
0: Yeah, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah,
1: the heebie-jeebies.
0: So, um, Anthony really doesn't have to say much. Like he doesn't even have to pry any information out of him. He just sits there and Liam just vomits. Like he just word vomits all over him. Liam obviously wanted to talk about Sarah. So he starts off by saying, dude, the FBI are on me right now about killing Sarah. He goes, first it was just the local police. Now it's a federal case and I've got the FBI up my butt. He then just says, and the worst part of this whole thing is, you know, I thought I was walking out of this with at least a hundred grand. Um, but when we went to the bank, Sarah only had $10,000 in that box she took out.
1: Oh my gosh. So he did it for the money.
0: Yes. So he says, and he says, you know, the money's terrible quality. He doesn't even think he could put it in the bank. Like it's all, it's all ratted and torn and stuff. It's super old. He says, and and keep in mind, Anthony is not asking him, well, where'd you put... He's just talking. And he says that he hid the money in his house first, but then he stopped trusting his roommate Preston with it. So he moved it and hid it somewhere else. And he doesn't tell Anthony where.
1: So did he do this for the money or because he wanted... Or for the whole horror movie thing? Like he wanted to actually just kill someone.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we know. Okay. He then tells Anthony, which this is a huge... Bomb on the investigators because they weren't feeling this way at all. He goes, "Oh yeah, and Preston helped me, and he helped me throw her off the bridge."
1: Oh my god! His roommate
0: Preston, who took her to the junior prom. Mm -hmm. So he explains how the whole thing happened.
1: That's so crazy.
0: Um, he goes, "You know, she went to walk out the front door after we were done hanging out, and I just grabbed her from behind and I choked her." And he was like you know i was worried about the dog but it just laid there and watched me while i killed her and he goes it took me about a half hour to kill her i just like couldn't get her to stop breathing it's not like the movies when it only takes minutes to choke someone out
1: this just goes back i don't i don't understand like what How can you kill someone for 30 minutes? I know. Just blows my mind.
0: He goes into so much detail about the actual murder. In this interview, he tells Anthony everything. And a lot of it is gory. I don't even know crude details Mm -hmm. that like when I was watching it, it made me sick to my stomach. So if you want to hear that part, go ahead, watch the interview. I'm not going to include it in the podcast. He tells Anthony that he's the only person who knows besides Preston what they did to Sarah. And Anthony seriously does such a good job. Like, he's just calm the whole time. He kind of like goes along with him, like, oh, dude, really? Like, doesn't ever get worked up or scared. So he does, a re- he should be an undercover cop. I think.
1: Were Anthony and Liam that good of friends? Or.
0: I think just like, I mean, they made movies after school, but uh-huh. it wasn't like they were best friends. But I mean, he had already told anthony that he was thinking about doing this for a movie mm-hmm. and so i think he freaked out when he realized anthony probably saw this on the news and probably knows i did this Okay, Sarah. so that's why he was so urgent to talk to me want to make sure he was on his side got it like don't go to the cops tell me you know i did it tell you know i did what i told you i was going to do on thanksgiving that makes that sense type of thing. so um he tells anthony ah i did it i don't feel any different Like they say, killing a person changes you. I don't feel any different. And then it's so weird because after he just like throws up on Anthony, he just gets out and is like, well, good, good talking to you, bro. Like, it's just a casual conversation.
1: And he just gets out of the car. Mm
0: -hmm. And Anthony's like, yeah, see you, bro. Like he literally just went into detail about how he killed this girl that they went to school with. And he's like, yeah, see you, bro. Yeah. Bye, bro. He
1: probably honestly just wanted to get it off his His chest. chest. I agree. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, and obviously cops are listening to this whole thing in the van and they were thinking this might not even work. Like most people don't just get in and confess to people what they've done. So I think when they set it up, they were like, well, let's hope he says something. And he literally said
1: vomited everything
0: that they could have ever wanted. Like this is perfect for the, the investigation. So the next day cops, instead of going to Liam first, they go to Preston, which
1: is smart that is smart
0: they go to him at 2 p.m the next day they stop his car so they pull him over and then they transport him to interview he confesses so quickly like they said it was the fastest confession they've ever had they sit down and he has a 52 page transcript telling them what happened
1: i was gonna say 52 page transcript so he he told them every single detail
0: yeah he just was like, "Here you go. Yep, we did it. Here you go."
1: Okay.
0: Um, they take him back to Sarah's home to reenact what they did that night on camera. So Preston wasn't there when Liam killed her. When Liam killed uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, he, when Liam went to work because he really did go to work, um, Preston. Then went to Sarah's house. Liam called him, told him what he did. Preston went to Sarah's house and moved her body into the bushes. Oh, and okay. in the reenactment, he's like, I walked in here. She was in this little closet thing slumped over like this. I grabbed her like this. I pulled her outside because it was dark by them. It was getting dark by them. And he's like, and then I just put her in the bushes right there for Liam.
1: That's so crazy. I don't understand how you could do that without freaking out.
0: So the weird part is like this video was even more odd to me because he's so flat and cold like it's not like he's talking about moving a dead body they're literally like what and so what door did you go in? i went in that door right there yeah i just walked in here her body was just in the closet right here uh yeah i just grabbed her like this i just pulled her out here and i just took her to those bushes right there like he it's just like monotone
1: was he normally like that? Did he any, has anyone said know. anything about no, that? No, I couldn't
0: find anything about that. But I feel like maybe. Okay. Because maybe it's just his personality. Maybe he's he's just like you're that. Just a calm. But when you're talking about how you moved a, a dead, dead body, body, you would think you would be like, yeah, so uncomfortable, breathing heavy, crying. I yeah, don't know. Anything. I don't know. Uh-huh. Especially you know. I know he's already caught, but like I feel like you would feel uncomfortable.
1: I mean, the type of people that I guess are killing people. Yeah. Probably don't really have yeah, emotions. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's true. So then he says after that, he jumped the fence because they wanted to avoid the surveillance camera at the neighbor's house. So er, so Preston and Liam knew about the camera. And so that's why we don't see them come and go from the house because they took her in the backyard to the next to the bushes and then jumped the fence and parked in a parking lot that was on the other side of the fence. And that's Mm -hmm. where they were like using their cars. Um, Preston led them then to where the safes were buried with the money so Preston's like he hasn't told me exactly where but it's somewhere around here and then the safe was literally sticking half out of the ground so they opened the safe it safe it only had like nine thousand something dollars and it was such old money I saw the picture of it I'll post it like on was it even media. usable I mean I, I think all cash is usable right but it's like old I mean like old
1: I money. mean I know there's a point where you can't Really? You can't use it. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive.
0: well, and it was so torn up too. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, I, think I don't think it's... you even police said we don't think this would be like you could use it. Okay. So basically, he killed her. He killed her for what he thought was going to be a hundred thousand dollars, but it only ended up being nine thousand, and it's not even really usable.
1: It kind of sounds like though he just wanted to kill someone.
0: I think so. Like too. he and, and he. I mean, I think that's why I asked you how much money would it take? Yeah for you to kill someone because oh, for him I can't even yeah
1: i can't even hear about murder so right
0: <laughs> no but i mean like
1: i know what you mean it's,
0: yeah. it's crazy and people have killed for less than nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars people have killed for just well fun they
1: kill because they just don't like someone yeah
0: so it, it's just but so he leads them to where the safes are buried and then the police are like okay we think we have enough evidence now to arrest liam um, they arrest Liam, and they literally find on his keychain the key to the safe that was buried with Sarah's money. In
1: it. Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, so they don't bring him in for the, or they can't interview him because of his attorney because he's already. And so, Preston brings police to the bridge at this point and shows them where they threw her over. He's like, "We parked here, and Liam was only supposed to throw her over, but Preston had to help because he Liam couldn't get her hoisted up over his body." Oh, I think. A lot of people don't realize how heavy dead weight is.
1: I'm curious to see how Preston is going to be charged.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they actually make him wear a life jacket when they go do this bridge reenactment because they're worried he'll jump over the bridge. Oh, okay. Oh, this was interesting. They used walkie-talkies during the whole night instead of their cell phones because they didn't want to be tracked. They so, were they were com- they were conversing through walkie talkies.
1: I assume this is all Liam's idea, though, like all these steps and everything. Yes,
0: they plan. He Liam planned it for six months and oh then Preston my got gosh. involved.
1: OK. Yeah,
0: And Preston got involved for the money as well. OK, they got were it. like he, planning on splitting it, but apparently Liam didn't trust him because he went and hid the money.
1: Mm-hmm. We're jumping into an ad right now and I no joke. I've had this question I think about all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra colostrum. Our audience, receive 15% off your first order. Go to triarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's tryarmr dot slash husband.
0: All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices.
1: As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible Originals, and podcasts such as their selection is designed to captivate and surprise, ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination.
0: New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500, 500
1: Once you try Bombas, you'll never look at socks the same way again. They've obsessed over details like foot-hugging, honeycomb arch support, anti-blister tabs, and cushioned footbeds that feel like pillows for your feet. Let's not forget their super soft tees and tagless underwear. Bombas has a one-purchased equals one donated mission. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you also donate essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. Today, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting.
0: they're so soft they pay attention to details i just really really love bombas
1: get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash husband and use code husband for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash husband and use code husband at checkout
0: so exactly two months after cops found sarah's abandoned car on that bridge they arrested preston and liam they were two of her greatest childhood friends Preston makes a deal with cops to testify against Liam at court okay. because Liam's uh, pleading innocent, saying he didn't do it, had oh nothing to do with it. Okay. Liam's mom thinks that her son was set up and I watched an interview with her and
1: she still thinks that mm-hmm. he set up.
0: Yeah. She thinks that when he got in that car, he was talking about the movie he wanted to make with Anthony and that they were just talking about Sarah as like the girl actor.
1: How could you think that she after... She says that, that
0: that wasn't him in there. Talk, like, that was just him acting in a role.
1: So he just had the key on his keychain, like, yeah, for right? fun, you right. know?
0: They're, they were The defense takes it. Like, he was auditioning. He was acting. This wasn't real. They made movies all the time. They made horror movies. Anthony was in on this. Okay. Anthony set him up.
1: I, I mean, we've talked about this before, and it would be such a hard job, but being on the defense team or as an attorney for this would be... Yeah, hard. It would be hard. I don't know. I can't. I don't think I can wrap my mind around that. Your
0: client basically um, confessed on tape. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's hard. Um, So the best part of the interview is they're like, so they ask Liam's mom about Preston. And she's like, I don't want to talk about Preston. I have nothing nice to say about him. I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I was just cracking him. Liam denies talking to Anthony around Thanksgiving. He said that whole, like, thing didn't happen at Thanksgiving. The trial starts and Preston testifies against Liam. He tells the whole story to the jury. Prosecution calls witnesses to prove that Sarah wasn't as depressed as they were making her out to be and that she wasn't going to run away. February 7th, Anthony testifies against Liam. He really seems like he didn't want to do it. Like, you can tell at court that Anthony's like, I just was trying to get the guilt off my chest. Like.
1: He was probably scared, too. Like, what if Liam gets out and tries to kill me or something?
0: So Sarah Stern's father breaks down in court when they play the video of them talking in the car. Mm -hmm. And I, that video made me sick, hearing him talk so nonchalantly about killing her and all the gory details. I cannot imagine being the father and having to sit there in court and hear what this evil guy did to your daughter. I just, my heart breaks for her father. That's horrible. February 20th, 2019, defense calls an eyewitness, the defense, so Liam's team, calls an eyewitness who says that he was driving his son to work um, and he saw Sarah Stern 12 hours after she was supposedly killed by Liam. So they find an eyewitness who claims that he saw Sarah after Liam had supposedly killed her, meaning she had just run away.
1: Okay, I mean I don't buy it, but
0: Yeah, he his, you know, he goes, yeah, and then a couple days later I saw the missing person the missing person poster and was like, "Whoa, that's the girl we saw." But he changes his details throughout, so it was skeptical. None I don't think the jury believes him.
1: I'm sure you could find anyone that has said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've seen this person yeah. before."
0: Jury comes back, well, especially if they're offered money. Once again, would you per- How much money would it take for you to perjure yourself? Um, the jury comes back with a guilty verdict and Liam gets life in prison. Dang. He was convicted of first-degree murder, conspiracy, desecrating human remains, tampering with evidence, and more. He cried in court when his sentence was announced. <gasps> and Preston gets 18 years for his involvement.
1: Okay. Do you know... Do you know what his exact charges were?
0: I I think just accomplice maybe because he didn't he wasn't there when Liam mm-hmm. actually killed her. He just kind of helped him cover it up. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets 18 years and he made a deal for that as well. Got it. So Sarah's dad was so close and wanted to find her so bad. It seems to me like Liam and Preston planned this out really well, actually, like they made it look like she ran away. She was already moving her stuff over and when she went to the bank and took some money um and then they left her car and tricked the neighbor's camera like i think they they planned it really well to make it look like she had possibly run away um i don't think if you would have bragged to anthony they would have ever been able to prove it
1: yeah i know you're probably right i think that's what sealed the deal
0: yeah because i think it they made it look too possible that she ran away
1: i think the key on his keychain and all that stuff they could have gotten around with well we were just best friends and yeah I was she gave the it key. to me that day she
0: was planning on running away she mm-hmm. gave it to me you know yep and that's the story of sarah stern
1: wow i feel like i feel like for some reason as you were telling that i kind of got flashbacks of i don't know if you watched it on dateline or something one time because it it sounded a little familiar oh, you to did
0: me. yeah i'd heard yeah. this case before so maybe you
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was in the we room. had watched
0: it before. Maybe I Actually, was in the room. I, I, I don't know. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. I kind of like I think started in
0: my mom's house. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I don't remember all this detail, but I kind of got, wait, I think I heard this before.
0: Thanks. Shout out to you, mom. Broadening <laughs> and Garrett's uh, horizon. That's funny. So I just wanted to say, let's remember that these stories that we share here on our podcast are real people mm-hmm. um, who matter. And what happens to them should not ever happen to anybody. And these victims slash survivors have families and they mattered. And although so much bad happens and it's extremely interesting to figure out why, let's also think about these victims and keep those affected in all of these stories that we share. Keep them in our thoughts, prayers, whatever you meditate, pray, whatever you do. Um and spread kindness this week. Love the people that you love and tell them why they matter to you. Life isn't always promised.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Just because, as you tell me all these stories, sometimes it's hard for me to even remember that they're real. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're so crazy and it just I can't comprehend mm-hmm. it, and I just got to remember like these are real stories. Like, like I this said, is actually happening. Yeah,
0: true true crime is fascinating.
1: Uh-huh. The reason uh-huh. psychology.
0: well psychology is fascinating the reason why people make the choices they do is fascinating history is fascinating yeah but as we explore that side we also need to remember that there are people who are affected by these bad things that happen and so whatever it is you do that you can do for them do it and then yeah just remember that you know life isn't promised so make good choices and love the people in your life
1: and i just wanted to say thanks again to everyone that's sharing and leaving reviews and Mm -hmm. it's my my wife works so hard at doing all this research and she she loves you guys so much i mean i do too but i'm just saying that she works really hard at this so thank you so much for all that
0: i seriously do love you guys i i feel bad because i feel like now everyone else who's in our life i just constantly want to talk about my podcast and (laughs) the people that are in my podcast i don't like talking about the podcast itself but just the community Mm -hmm. like i I feel like I have so many friends and I get DMs every single day and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just, it just is very overwhelming for me sometimes. And I, we love you guys so much.
1: No, it's super fun to watch this grow and hopefully we can get to two a week. It seems like everyone really wants us to do two weeks. It would be awesome if we could get there at some point.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we love you guys and I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye.